I love a good story. I bet you do too. You know, if you cite facts and figures to me, my, my eyes just kind of glaze over. If you give me a list of names and places to remember, I'm immediately going to forget them. But if you begin with the words, once upon a time, or a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, or, or even words like, a certain man had two sons, You've got my attention. And more than that, a story will continue to work me over. I will find myself turning that story around and around in my heart and in my head and exploring new facets of it and finding new truths and new beauty long after I've heard the story. And so it shouldn't surprise us that Jesus's favorite method of teaching was storytelling. Jesus knows the power of the story, and his stories are still told today. We call them, we call them parables, and that word literally means to, to throw alongside. Parable, like parallel, it means to throw alongside. As life is happening, here's a story to cast alongside life. Here's a story to follow along with you to help us understand what we're going through, help us understand what we're experiencing, and what Jesus calls us to. The story that Jesus tells that we're going to look at this week is found in Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. Luke has, been, Luke has been building to this story for some time now. He's been getting us ready to hear it, kind of like a farmer tilling the soil. He's been opening us up to where we can receive this story, to where it can germinate within us, it can take root, and, and it can begin to grow. Verse 34 of chapter 7, Jesus told us that he was known as a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And then last week, as we ended chapter 7, we saw the story of this sinful woman who comes to Jesus, who anoints him, and he forgives her, and he blesses her with peace. He's been telling us all along that it's the broken, it's the lost, it's the rejected people that have been coming to Jesus are they worthy of him? Are they worthy of a story? Our hearts are finally open and our ears are now ready to hear. And we can listen to the story that Jesus tells. Luke begins in verse 4 of Luke chapter 8. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are the, those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock 
are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but they have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, it fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and the fruit does not mature. And as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. You know, the nice thing about this parable is that Jesus has done the heavy lifting for us. We don't have to wonder what all of these, all of these symbols mean. He tells us in verse 11, the seed is the word of God. The different soils are the way the word is received by different people. Does it take root in them? Does it grow or does it get snatched up by the evil? Does it get choked out by the worries of life? Does it produce fruit? Does the word of God produce fruit in their lives? But I want you to notice what Jesus doesn't tell us. He doesn't tell us to ignore certain soils. He doesn't say those people over there, they're, they're not worthy of your time. They're, they're hard and crusty. Or those people over there, they have too many riches and too many worries. Don't waste your time with them. Jesus never tells us that. Instead, what Jesus is telling us through this story is that everyone deserves to hear what Jesus has to say. You notice the very first thing that Luke tells us as he sets this story up for us in verse 4, Luke says, And a great crowd was gathering, and people from town after town came to him, and he said in a parable. Jesus isn't dividing these people up into different groups. He's not saying, some of you deserve to hear this, and some of you don't. Some of you are never going to get it, so there's no point in telling you at all. You hear the details of the story. He says, a sower went out to sow. He doesn't say a farmer went out to plant. Now, there is a difference. We, we understand planting very well here in Illinois. We get planting. You, you make a row. You make it nice and straight. You put the seed in the row. You cover it up. You, you water it, and then you let it grow, and it comes in this very nice straight row. That's, that's not sowing. Sowing is dipping your hand in a, seed of, in a sack of seed and slinging it as far as you can, throwing it everywhere at everything. It was, called, it was called broadcasting. That's where we get that term for radio. It originally comes from the agricultural world, broadcasting the seed. You know, I, I used to work in radio very briefly. Many years ago, I worked in radio. And out in the country, outside of the town where our radio station was, we had a tower that sat on a hill. And so everybody could receive the signal. We couldn't just point that tower at the people that we wanted to listen to our station. We couldn't just point that tower to the people that, that we had seen as our demographic. We couldn't point that tower at the people who would buy the things that we were advertising. Broadcasting means everyone can receive it. Some people are going to listen. Some people are going to buy. Some people are going to say, my favorite radio station in the Wabash Valley is. <laughs> everyone deserves to hear what Jesus is saying. At least that's, that's Jesus's plan. That's what he calls us to do. And I hope we hear the wisdom in that. You know, um, a few years ago, I went to a preacher's conference, and, and the keynote preacher there, the keynote speaker at that conference, was a very successful pastor who had started a church out east uh, that had become a very successful church. It had grown and grown, and thousands of people came to his church, and he came to tell us what he did and how we could do the same thing. 
He told us the first thing he did was he went specifically to the rich people in town. He went to the business leaders, he went to the community leaders, he went to the wealthy, and he convinced them to come to his church. Is that what Jesus did? Is that what Jesus is doing here? Now, now I can't argue with his results, and I suppose if your goal is to build a big church, maybe that's the way to do it. But is that even the point? It doesn't really sound like the kind of church where I would even find myself welcome or, or maybe even invited. Jesus tells this story to remind us that everyone deserves to hear what he has to say. And for those of you who do like facts and figures, maybe there's a few of you out there. Those of you who do like lists of names, Luke even provides us with a list of names. If you back up to verses 1 through 3, Luke writes this, Soon afterward, he, that is Jesus, went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. It's an interesting mix of names. It's an interesting mix of ladies here. There's Joanna. Joanna is actually a member of high society. Her husband is an important political figure. And then there's Mary Magdalene, who's often misunderstood as we think about her. Luke tells us that Jesus had cast seven demons out of her. Now, please don't hear that in terms of like the movie The Exorcist. Don't hear that as evil. Hear that as oppressed. Hear that as a deeply troubled person. More to the point, Luke lists women. Nobody, nobody counted women in those days. I'm sorry, ladies, but they didn't count. Women in those days were more property than they were people. The testimony of a woman was not allowed. It was not considered valid in court. But these, these are the very people, these are the very people that counted to Jesus. These are the very people that counted to Luke as he tells this story, and these are the very people that should count to us. Everybody, everyone deserves to hear what Jesus has to say. Hopefully we see that, and hopefully we hear that in, in Jesus' story for us, and hopefully we realize that growth, growth takes time. And people deserve our patience. I mean, any, any farmer can tell you that, right? Can I get an amen from my farmers out there? Maybe hit me with a thumbs up right now. You plant and you wait. It rains and you wait. You cultivate and, and you wait and you wait and you wait. Patience is important. How many people have we overlooked? How many people have we ignored? Because we were afraid they just, they just weren't going to get it. We wanted results, and we wanted results right now. But, but listen to Jesus as he explains the meaning of this parable. In verse 15, he says, As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. None of this happens overnight. It takes time, and it takes patience. As for that 
in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast. Hold it fast. It's the idea of giving it time to, to take root. You know, you can't judge your crops by going out every day and digging your plants up and looking at them and seeing if they've got any roots. Oh, no roots yet? Okay, I'll put it back. I'll put it back in and I'll come back and check again tomorrow. That, that's not going to work. And you know, with some people, you share and you share the story of Jesus's love with them, and, and they just don't seem to get it. You talk about the cross. You, you quote John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And, and their eyes just kind of glaze over. You get these blank stares back. And then one day, the light comes on. That requires patience. It requires patience from us, and it requires patience for them. It also requires another story. And so Jesus offers a second parable, beginning in verse 16. Jesus says, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known or come to light. Take care then how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. We get the, we get the ridiculousness of this, don't we? No one lights a lamp. No one lights a candle and then hides it or covers it up. I mean, first of all, that's not going to help anybody. And secondly, you're just going to snuff it out. You lift the light up high so that everyone can see it. That, that light, that light is Christ. That light is his message. That light is his love. I have to assure you, I have to tell you, that's, that's still happening right now, despite shelter in place, despite COVID-19, despite infections, Christ is being lifted up. In the last week, we reached over 2,000 people with the message of Christ through our online message. Hundreds of people last week watched and listened to my message here online. In the last month, we reached over 33,000 people through our Facebook page. That's seeds being planted. That's light being shined. That's the love of Jesus and his forgiveness being made known. We often think of faith in terms of harvest. I mean, Jesus taught us to do that. He spoke of himself as the Lord of the harvest. COVID-19 and shelter in place has not stopped the harvest of those who are putting their faith in Jesus. And it may very well be that some of you, like, like never before, are seeing Jesus in a new light. You're seeing yourself, you're seeing a deep need within yourself for faith in him. Do you hear what's repeated in chapter 8 over and over again? L listen to what Jesus says over and over again. In verse 8, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then in verse 15, as for that in the good soil, they are those who hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. And then verse 18, take care then how you hear. Did you hear it over and over again? Hear, hear, hear. 
It may be that right now the distractions are silenced for you. It may be that right now you are hearing him like never before. And what you need to hear, what we need to make sure that everyone hears, is that Jesus' love turns outsiders into family. Luke's been getting us ready for this story. He began with the story of, with telling us that, that Jesus is a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He, he, he began with telling us the story of the sinful woman who came to Jesus and found forgiveness and, and found peace. And then he told us of women like Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Susanna, others that, that would have been rejected by other people, others that would have been discounted, others that would have been viewed as not worthy of their time, but Jesus reaches them. He reaches out to them. And then Luke tells us, Another story. Can we hear what he's saying to us in this story? On down into verse 19, Luke tells us, Then his, that is Jesus' mother and his brothers, came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Now listen, listen carefully, because I know what we just read can sound like Jesus is being very harsh with his family, with his mom, <laughs> with his brothers. But listen to what he just said to everyone who's felt like an outsider. Listen to what he just said to everyone who's just been told, you're not good enough, you're not wealthy enough, you're not rich enough, you're not popular enough. Everyone who's ever felt like someone has given up on them because they just didn't get it. Jesus counts those that others see as outsiders. He counts those people as family, as belonging to him. And let me assure you, they probably didn't get it the first time. There was probably a day when, when their hearts were a little too hard, kind of like that path, and the, the seed can't get down into it because the, the path is too hard. There was probably a period in their life when they were far too busy with other things, with the cares and worries of life, and like the thorns, it, it choked their faith out. And, but someone was, was patient with them, and someone kept sowing the seed and, and shining the light, and eventually the love of Jesus broke through, whether it was the first time they heard it or whether it was the hundredth time they heard it. Jesus says of that person, that person is family to me. That's what his love does. I hope you know that. I hope, I hope you know that because I know it's it's hard to be patient, and, and sometimes it's hardest to be patient with the people that we love the most. I know it can be frustrating <laughs> sharing, sharing with someone that you love, sharing the love of Christ with them over and over again. It can feel like beating your head against the wall, only to be rejected again and again. And, and sometimes we just want to give up. But please hear this. God has not written the final chapter of their life yet. God has not written the final part of their story yet. We need to remember that constantly for every person we've ever given up on. God is still writing their story. We don't dare write them off. We keep shining the light. We keep telling them about Jesus's love. And maybe, 
maybe for you today, maybe that means not writing yourself off. Because you see, you and I, we don't get to write the final chapters of our story either. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know there's times you've been hard-hearted. You know there's times when you've been hard-headed. There's been times when, when the thorns in your life have choked out faith. But again and again, Jesus has called you to hear him. And maybe right now, with all the distractions silenced, maybe today you can finally hear him. You know, one of the sure ways that we recognize family is we invite them to the table. One of the sure ways that you recognize family is that you save them a place at the table. You know, the table that, that Jesus calls us to is, is big enough to fit us all. And so wherever you are today, whatever you've prepared in the way of communion, whether you have some bread or crackers, whether you have some kind of juice, Jesus not only has a story for you, he wants to be part of your story. Welcome him into your life. Welcome him into your story. Let's pray together. Father, I want to pray for my friends. Lord, some of them, some of them know the reality of, of the hard soil in their lives, the, the crust in their hearts and in their minds that has kept them from hearing your word and from understanding the unconditional love of, of a Savior who died for them. Some of them have known the, the truth of those rocks that, that uh, keep, the, keep the, the word from, uh, from, from growing, from, from producing fruit in their lives. Some of them know the, the truth of the thorns that ch have choked out faith again and again. But Lord, they've continued to see your love. They've continued to hear your message. They've continued to see the light of Christ shined upon them. And so today, maybe with everything closed down and with all of the distractions silenced, maybe today they're hearing that love in a new way, just as if it's the very first time. I pray, Father, they know your love for them. I pray they know the forgiveness that you offer and, and the peace that's available right now. In a, very, uh, in a very stressful world, we need your peace. Lord, we pray your blessing over the, over the bread and over the cup as we partake today. More than the more than the elements themselves, more than more than just having a, having a, a cracker and some juice, we invite Christ into our lives just as He invites us to His table. And I pray today we experience Him in a new, and wonderful and gracious way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Go in peace.